Welcome to MSTAR students. We are glad you are joining for today's message. For more information about the ministry, visit our Instagram page and search MSTAR students. Now here's today's message. Hello, there we go. Alright, guys that are way in the back, why don't you move a little bit forward? Because not a lot of us tonight. A lot, I know a lot of people are on vacation, uh, which I hope they're enjoying. Move to the front a little bit. Um, before we get started, uh, I want to personally thank all those who came out last week for uh, helping and serving with Mega Sports Camp. Uh, there were about 26 of you that came out and served between Wednesday and Friday and, and serving the little kids. So we really appreciate that. I hope you guys had fun. Um, and because of uh, your willingness to serve and, and show the love of Christ, there were uh, five students who made serious commitments to following Jesus. And that's, yeah, that's all, that's all it's all about. So uh, praise God for that. And again, we're so thankful for uh, you guys coming out tonight, or last week, I should say. I am grateful that you're here tonight as well. So uh, with that, we're going to continue our study in Mark. Uh, I know it was only like two weeks ago, but it feels like forever since we uh, were here and going through the teaching and that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how Jesus uh, healed the blind man physically, but this time, but we also tied it in a, in a spiritual sense as well as how Jesus uh, can heal our blindness spiritually so we can see who he actually is. And we're actually going to dive into... Um, Verses 27 to 31 tonight, when, or verses 30, 27 to 30 tonight, when we see that one of the disciples makes the confession about who Jesus is. And we're going to see how this confession applies to us here today as well. So if you are with me and you have your Bibles, please turn to Mark chapter 8, starting at verse 27. Mark chapter 8, starting at verse 27. I'm reading from the ESV version. Here's what it says. And Jesus went on, his, on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do, who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this evening, Lord. I thank you for all the leaders and all the students that are here tonight, Lord. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now uh, that we have hearts that are open to to hearing your word and, and receiving the truth of these scriptures today, Lord. As we dive in, as we're gonna see what culture, what people in the culture think who you are. But ultimately, it's not about what others think. It's ultimately our decision and what we confess of who you are, Jesus. And so I pray today uh, that this message uh, convicts. I also pray that this message opened eyes to to helping us understand that it's our personal choice that we need to make. We can't uh, hang on the coattails of others who may profess as you as Lord and Savior. And we can't allow the culture to try to drive our decisions as well. Ultimately, we are the ones who need to choose. And Father, I give you all thanks and glory and honor for what's going to happen here this evening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so we notice here that Jesus asked two questions to the disciples and then made a commandment to, to not tell people about it. So let's first talk about the first question. Who do people say that I am? Who do people say that I am? And 
we actually get a, a little more in-depth look about actually Herod. Who remembers Herod? You guys remember Herod? We talked about Herod a little bit. Toby? Huh? Uh, the Herod before he was crucified. Where we're at right now. Okay, you're good. But who remembers the Herodians? Remember when we talked about the Herodians three weeks ago? Okay, so the Herodians were the people who wanted to follow, who were following Herod, who wanted his political influence um, to be circled around. In Luke chapter 9, Herod is actually perplexed about who Jesus is because, well, let's read here in Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 7. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening, and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who is this about whom I hear such things? And he sought to see him. So Herod was starting to hear different things about Jesus, and there were people who were coming, well, I know you killed John the Baptist, but he, he, he rose again, and it's through Jesus. And that's perplexing him, and then there's other people who are saying, oh, well, he's a prophet, he's Elijah, or Matthew tells us that people thought it was Jeremiah again. And so, people are wondering who Jesus is, and they're coming up with their own conceptions of who, uh, and ideas of who Jesus is. And that hasn't really changed that much here in the 21st century. In America and across the world, there are a bunch of different beliefs and ideas of who Jesus is. Let me just give you five popular beliefs, and this was from a survey not too long ago, on America, on who most people believe Jesus is. The first belief is that the vast majority of Americans believe Jesus was a real person. That's a good start, right? About 80, I think it says, 92% of all Americans believe that Jesus was a real person. Good start. The second belief is that younger generations are increasingly less likely to believe Jesus was God. So your generation in here, and maybe there's some of you in here tonight, who you believe that Jesus is real... You may not necessarily believe that Jesus was God. The other belief that's out there is that Americans are divided on whether Jesus was sinless. Meaning, whether did Jesus sin or not sin. Uh, another belief is that most Americans say they have made a commitment to Jesus Christ. So 62% of people in America have said, I, yes, I'm following my life to, to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Um, and then the last one was a question on when you die, you, what do you believe will happen when you die? And we're tackling that in the late night question. So if you're not going to the late night gospel, you should come so you can hear about what happens when you die. Anyways, um, that's my plug for the late night gospel. <laughs> one of the things that perplexed me was actually that 62% of Americans believe, or, I'm sorry, 62% of Americans say they commit their lives to Jesus but then there's a vast majority who don't believe he's God and then are conflicted on whether or not he committed sins or not. There's, a, there's actually another survey that came out that, and this one was just a poll of 4,700 people. And I'm not going to go into all the specifics. But out of 4,700 people, 80% of them, or roughly 3,760 people, said they believed in God. 
Okay, so 80% of that 4,700 said they believed in God. But from that 80%, only 56% believe in God as described in the Bible. While the other percentage believe that God is some higher power spiritual force. The danger of that is, is if you're not willing to submit to what God's word says about who he is, who Christ is, you start to create an idol that we've talked about in some past messages about um, serving God with all of our heart and soul. We, we start to put this idea of who God is, or this is how I think God is, or who I think Jesus should be like. And we need to be very careful about that, that we don't let others misconceptions of who Jesus is. Or, or even this, and you, I've talked about this before. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, so let, let me wait for that point. So are you with me? So we see who people say that Jesus is, right? The next question that Jesus asks is, who do you say that I am? Forget what everyone else is saying. Who do you say that I am? And we, we see that Peter's confession, he says, you are the Christ. Key word in that phrase was the Christ, or the two phrases, the Christ. Peter said, you're the Christ. If Peter said, you're a Christ, or a Messiah, what Peter would have been saying, there's another way. There, there, there's another Messiah. There's an, there, you're, you're actually one of many Messiahs. But because he said the Christ, Peter's confessing, you're the only one. You're the only one. You're the only Messiah. You're the true Messiah that the, that the prophets have talked about. And one of the things we have to talk, we have to tackle personally, is Jesus the Christ in our lives? Or is he just another way to God? Because there is this new age thinking and there's people out there who will say, ah, Jesus is one of many ways. And you know how much I don't like that. <laughs> Brought that up a few times. But they'll say that Jesus is one of many ways. But no, the scriptures talk about it. And Peter himself confessed, no, he is the Christ. He's the only way. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except, no one comes to the Father except through me. And the last point, and this is actually a pretty short message today. I'm not going to lie. You're going to have some more conversations in small groups. We notice here that Jesus strictly charged them not to tell anyone about him. Okay, He says, don't tell anyone about him. And, and here's why. Who remembers the, the, the study three weeks ago when we talked about the Pharisees and the Herodians? Yes, okay. What, what were the Pharisees and the Herodians trying to do? Sydney? They weren't trying to make him sin. Well, part, they were trying to trap him in different things, but. What's up? Uh, on the right track. You're getting there, you're getting there. Anyone else remember? Gideon, was that a hands up? Hand up? No, okay, okay. Anyone? Okay, remember when I talked about that the Pharisees and the Herodians hated each other? But they came together for one thing. They hated Jesus. And so their point was that they came together because they wanted to crucify Jesus. So Sydney, you were on the right track there. But they, they wanted to kill Jesus because they had a misconception of who Messiah was. 
When you read the Old Testament, when they read the prophets, they thought of Messiah as this political revolutionist who would free them from the Roman Empire. And that he would come in mighty with a sword, and when they see Jesus and he says, I'm the Messiah, they're like, huh? You're not all that strong. You don't look all that strong. You, you, you're, not in, you're not here in the way that we were expecting. And so what Jesus is saying here is, don't go out and, and tell them that I'm the Messiah, because the disciples may not even have the whole concept of who Jesus is yet, because... They don't fully grasp it till after his death, resurrection, and his, and his ascension. So one of the things I want to charge us, in a sense, is that we need to be careful when we're discipling and telling other people about Jesus, which Jesus we're telling them about. Do, do we believe in the Jesus of the Bible, or are we going to come up with some ideas, yeah, this is Jesus, and we throw off some ideas that are not in the Bible at all. That, that's uh, false teaching. Um, it, can, it can lead down to a dangerous path for other people if they get this misconception of who Jesus is. And I just want to end <clears throat> with in John here for a sec. Find it here real quickly. John chapter 11, starting at verse 17. And so right before Jesus is about to raise his best friend Lazarus from the dead, he's having a conversation uh, with a woman named Martha. And here's, what it, here's how it goes. Now when Jesus came and he, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days... Bethany was in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Notice this next question. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ the Son of God, who is coming into the world. We've done a pretty in-depth study so far in Mark. And one of the very things I asked in the question that all of us need to ask at the end of the day is, who is Jesus Christ to me? And we need to ask ourselves, do we, when we say we commit our lives to Jesus, are we committing our lives to Jesus, the one that's in the Bible, the one that is described in the Bible as Messiah, Lord of Lord, King of Kings, or have we committed to a false Jesus or a false idea of Jesus? Now, if that is the case, I, I pray, um, just as we continue through this Mark series, or maybe through things that you've seen so far in the Mark series, that you come to repentance of knowing who the real Jesus is as Lord of Lord and King of Kings. That He is the only way to God the Father. 
And that is by His grace and love that we can have eternal salvation with Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for this evening, Lord. God, I thank You just in Peter's confession, just in the small little verses there, Lord. It makes a big impact on us and, and who we're confessing when we say we commit our lives to You. Father, we just read in some, in some statistics in the world that people say, yes, I believe in Jesus. But many are not following the Jesus of the Scriptures, Lord. Many believe in a, a historical Jesus, but they may not believe that You are Lord of the Lord and King of Kings, that You are the Messiah who, who died for our sins. Who, who rose from the grave three days later, who ascended, into heaven, who ascended into heaven and is coming back again for the church. God, I pray that if anyone in here tonight um, may have had this false idea of who you are, Lord, um, or have had a misconception of who you are, Lord, I pray today that the Holy Spirit um, just convicts them and leads them back into the Word so they can know who You truly are, Lord Jesus, and how we are to uh, be obedient to who You are and walk in a life that reflects You, Lord God. Not by our own strength, but because of Your grace and Your mercy, Lord. And Father, for for us who... uh, who have committed our lives to You, to, to, to who You really are, Lord Jesus. I pray today for anyone who may be wrestling with, with their walk with You. Who may be having doubts. Who, who maybe even have fears about, am I truly saved, Lord? God, I, I pray that You give them reassurance as they go through the Scriptures of knowing who You are, that they were truly born again, not by their strength, but because of what the Holy Spirit has done, that, that You have turned their hearts from stone to, to flesh, and that they are being led by the Spirit, Lord. I pray that they continue to work out their salvation with fear and trembling of who You are, and that they continue to give all glory and honor to You. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you're encouraged and equipped by this message. For more messages like these, download the Spotify app and search MSTAR Students Ministry. Have a great week, and we hope you join us again.